Back in the closet. Here we are <laughs> at the very sophisticated oh, headquarters man. of the Rise Together podcast. This is probably how we start every podcast is telling you that we're back in the closet as if there was ever an opportunity for us to be anywhere but this closet. How downhill were the production value of this podcast go when we are sitting in a studio? That's that's a real question. Speaking of, guys, for anyone who's following the saga, we have finally gotten our permits from the city of Austin. Praise the risen Lord. That means we get to actually start building out yeah, the we, headquarters. Yeah, 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 we still have like months and months, but at least we have permits now. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, no telling. Change is afoot. <laughs> Look at you transitioning into today's topic. Change is afoot for the Hollis Company. We're going to go from working out of small spaces to working in official offices. And uh, as we were thinking about what should we talk about on this week's episode, the concept of change and the reality that change is a happening in your relationship, whether you want to recognize it or not, is what we decided to dive into. Hi guys, I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 14 years. And together for 16. We have kids. Four kids. Which is like a thousand kids. We've also been foster parents to four kids as well. We're running a business together. We do a lot of things. That is a lot of things. <laughs> but we feel like it's possible, we know it's possible, to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. That's why we decided to do a podcast together. It's called Rise Together. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we kind of get through all the things. This is it. Come on down. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's an interesting topic for us personally right now because we have been navigating so much change with a move to a new state with us working together for the first time, as well as us navigating the change of what, frankly, bigger platforms, meaning more people know who we are. And that's a really interesting thing for us to try and navigate in real time and we have no idea how to do it and we're trying to figure it out right now and it freaks us out a little bit and so we're constantly talking about change and it feels like such an important topic because we're not afraid of it and a lot of people are oh let me be clear sorry in the wayback machine i was very afraid of change when our relationship started slash the first 13 years of our marriage. Fair. We are now in year 14 for the first 13 years. I had trepidation about change. Uh, and so I thought, hey, you know what, let's let's dive into a little bit of why uh, maybe some of the fear exists for change and how once you come to a place of recognizing that change is going to happen either way, that if you can embrace it, that you may in fact unlock some of the um, goodness that comes from just letting it happen and, and experiencing it. I think before we dig into all the different kinds of change that are foisted on a relationship, I just want to acknowledge real quick that you said the word trepidation. I said the word foisted. Oh, we've gone like, very elevated vocabulary. Yes. Um, it's probably foist. Is it foist? I think you can foisted yourself upon something or okay. something can be foisted upon you. Well, in any in any event, um, we're using great words today. And also, I think it would be interesting to dive into what happened to us that made us not afraid of change. Oh, that's good. And that was a really, really hard, crappy year. 
Yeah, I mean, I have talked about and will always talk about the way that trying to control variables and keep things, you know, expectation managed was a big part of how I operated for years and years and years. Certainty was a, a big important thing for me. And then in 2016, we just had uncertainty as the playbook because of an experience in foster care and ultimately our adoption journey. And that... It all came to a head in 2017. Yeah. So 2017, if you've read Girl, Wash Your Face, then you know a little bit about our adoption journey in that we were foster parents. So we had a season where we had two little girls in our home, which meant five children under the age of nine, I think at the time, yeah. which was just, oh, that is a straight punch in the face. Um, and then we had twins that we thought we were adopting and uh, we lost them. Their biological father decided he wanted to parent. So we lost twins that we thought were our own as well as navigating. If you listen to last week's episode about one of the hardest conversations we have ever had. We were really ramping up to that hard conversation in the 2017 year. So um, it just felt like one of those seasons where I felt like we were like, we were on the ground and life kept kicking us. We, it felt like we could not get ahead. And really, as soon as it was like, okay, this hard thing is here and we're learning to deal with it, it felt like something else came out of the blue that was awful awful yeah um and we were dealing with pain and loss and the foster care system and everything that comes with that and dave was really unhappy with his job and it was it was just a miserable like an if you ever had that guys like an entire year or maybe more that you're just like this is the worst that was 2017 for us yeah and the great thing is in in you know looking at what the last year of time, just the last year of time has meant in embracing change and in walking into uncertainty, it's produced the most incredible year of our yes. life. And it doesn't mean that it hasn't been something that still every single day is presenting something um, that's new or different or how do we navigate this or require some conversations. Certainly some days we have some new anxiety about new things that did not exist before, but... Um, getting, oh, you know, yeah. like, Oh, sorry. So I, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's not that we walk through 2017 and then all of a sudden 2018 happened and suddenly things got great. We walked through 2017. It was the hardest, worst year ever. And then we were no longer afraid because something we had already lived through such a hard season if you've read Girl, Wash Your Face and you know through foster care, we had um, someone call and make an anonymous, um, what's it called? Accusation. Accusation about us so that we were um, brought up through the foster care system. We were brought up for, um, they had to do an investigation to see if we were fit parents, not only to foster children, but also to our own children. It was a horrible, horrible season for us. And we survived it. Yeah. And we survived it. And we walked into 2018 and we were like, Never again. Because part of what made 17 so hard was that we were terrified. All of these hard, horrible things were happening and we were frozen and terrified of, please make this pain go away. And then we lived through it. And not only did we live through it, but we were stronger. 
And then we were no longer afraid of change because we were like, well, we we got thrown in the fire and we we survived. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll go back, though, to I 100% agree with every single thing you just said. I also, though, I can remember at the beginning of our relationship thinking that, you know, going from being dating couple to married couple that you know it was going to like happen a certain way that we were just going to like fall into a rhythm and the change of what it meant to go from not living together to living together to you know, spending every minute of the day together to figuring out who does what in the house together that was you know there was something that was a little startling in oh wow this is not exactly what i thought it was going to be but we figured it out and you know like in figuring it out things were good going from not having children to having children. Like, you can talk to every person in the entire universe about what it means to have a kid, and until you have a kid, all those conversations, all that what to expect when you're expecting book reading, it doesn't matter. Like, Like, walking into that season where it is new and it is different... There's change in that, and there's, frankly, for me anyway, and I think it for, for almost anybody, there's a fear in what if it isn't what I think it's going to be, or what if it changes the way that we as a couple show up, or what if, what if, what if, and then you realize you're going to have to either figure it out or you're going to be in trouble, and so figuring it out is is the answer, and we figured it out. I think that anyone who's listening right now, I feel like you're in one of two places, Either the idea of change is really resonating with you. You're like, man, yeah, we are in that season right now and we need to glean some wisdom from this. Or you're like, oh, this doesn't apply to me because nothing's changing right now for us. And that's where you're wrong. And you're the person we want to talk to. There was this interesting part of the 2017 experience for me that was watching while I was struggling in this conversation we had last week on the podcast, like where, where I'm struggling, Rachel is thriving. And Rachel's decided that she's going to chase growth and become this better version of herself. And I am frightened by this decision that she's made. I was fearful of change in this respect. And when we ended up having the hardest conversation and many of the conversations around that time, I articulated it in this way. And it's crazy for me to think um, that this was the thing that was my real true insecurity. But Rachel was growing in a way that didn't need me the way that I had been needed in the relationship before. She was becoming more self-sufficient. She was becoming stronger. She was becoming someone who... Um, like I said, just didn't did, didn't need me as much. And um, that went for how her business was growing. That went for how she was growing emotionally. That went for how she was mentally stronger, changing her mindset, adopting habits, all of it. And the question at the core of the insecurity that was having me worry about her change or this change in her life was, if she doesn't need me, will she still want me? Yeah. And I can remember sitting on the bed, just sobbing big, huge man tears, (laughs) trying to articulate this like primal worry that you were going to evolve into a different person and that that change might make you not like me. Well, and I do think that this is interesting because 
we said this, you listened to last week's episode, then you know we've talked about this, but you you can't have one member of a relationship changing and growing and have the other person stagnant and standing still and think that you're still going to have a solid relationship two years from now or five years from now or a decade from now. This is how people grow apart. Yeah. So um, I feel like that is that is the space that people find themselves in. Either one member of the relationship wants to grow and wants to change and the other person is not interested. And let me tell you why I think people aren't interested in change. I think they're afraid. In the same way that when we were in our hard year, I was terrified of, man, what else is going to happen? These people, or Dave in this instance, is afraid of change because he doesn't know what it's going to look like. Oh, yeah. This you know. This life you know. People will choose a life that they know even if it's not great, even if it's crappy, even if it's uncomfortable. It's why – Because it's predictable. Because it's predictable because you know it. Like our bodies are actually wired to choose – a feeling that we know, even if the feeling is uncomfortable, anxiety, fear, depression, um, anger, bitterness, all, all of these things, these negative emotions that you have, you cling to them because they're familiar to you. Change, even if it's the possibility of something great, you still cling. You, you have to fight the will, like find the willpower to fight past the desire to stick to what you know, even if it's the possibility of something better. Well, and the revelation out of the 2017 conversation, the revelation that came out of the fruit that came in having reached for uncertainty over and over and over in our journey through foster care and adoption, the the, the, the hard conversation provoked asking bigger questions about why I kept holding on to something in the work side of my life that wasn't producing positive emotion and was actually having a, a rippling domino effect. And it all ended up, of course, and I think many times it does, coming back to worrying about what other people thought of choices that I might make that were going to fuel me but not make sense to them, which is the craziest reason to stay clinging to things that are familiar. Um but so many people do that. Oh, so many people do it. And and the reality is I finally got to a place where it was bad enough that I was able to create leverage out of conversations that you were, God bless you, willing to wade into and challenge me in. But also, like, I didn't want to just be okay with being okay. I didn't like the idea of, you know, like, well, it's familiar, so I'll stick with it even though I'm kind of miserable every <laughs> single day. Um, and so then I became a catalyst for change. But here's the, I think, the big uh, aha for anyone who's listening, and that is whether you choose to make the change or not, change will happen, yeah. right? Like there are just things in who you are as a 20-year-old versus who you are as a 30-year-old versus who you are as a 40-year-old between just life experience and maturity and the kind of questions that come at different times in your life, you are not the same person you were at the beginning yeah. of your relationship. Literally, I read something the other day that said, there is not one cell in your body right now that is the same as it was five years ago. Not one cell in your body is the same. 
It's all completely, that's how fast your body is regenerating. So why would you assume that you are the same as you were five years ago? Or why would you assume that your relationship or the way that you approach your partner, that, that you can treat it the exact same way that you did in the beginning? Now, certainly there are things about the beginning of any relationship that I think we should aspire to. I think we show up better for our partner in the beginning. We, um, we try and be attractive in the beginning. We try and bring our best self to our relationship in the beginning. And we can tend to be like kind of let things slide as it goes along. So we're like, eh, they're locked in. I don't need to try and be funny. I don't need to invite them on a date. I don't need to, you know, practice these things. I think that kind of stuff, those tried and true things, yes, keep reaching for those. But you are not the same woman that you were when you got married. And your partner is not the same person that they were when they got married. So to keep assuming, it's like the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over and and expecting different results. If you are if there's anything in your relationship right now that you're not happy with and yet you keep approaching it the same way you approach everything else as long as you've been together and you wonder why things aren't changing. Stop being crazy. You guys, after months of waiting and a year of writing, my new book, Girl, Wash Your Face, is finally out in the world. I want to thank you so much. Every single one of you who has bought the book on ebook or a physical copy or on audio, your support means the world to me. And if you are listening to my podcast and you haven't yet bought the book, you're dead to me. No, I'm totally kidding. But I am serious about how important this book is. I keep talking about it because I sincerely believe there are tools in it that can help change your life. So if you have the $16, I want you to go buy it right now because you love your pal Rach. And if you don't, head to the library or borrow it from a friend. But if you care enough to listen here, you're going to love the wisdom inside of this book. Girl, wash your face. I promise you will not be sorry you did. I mean, you think, and, and this is on any any level, through any lens, right? Like your appetites change as time goes by. Your drives change as times go by. The things that used to bother you change as time goes by, right? Like you probably at 50 have a little bit of a different like set of needs than you had when you were 25. I mean, that's so, it just fundamentally totally and completely normal but if you're still doing the same things that you did at 25 when you're 50 you're not going to get the same good result because what you need to be motivated what you need to be satisfied what you need to be challenged what you need in all of those respects is just going to be fundamentally different i'm trying to think of anything that's the same in our relationship as it was when we got together and the only thing i can think of is like we're still laughing over the same stupid crap. <laughs> like we still have the same sense of humor, but literally everything else is different. The way we eat, the I mean like the the on the on a granular level, the time we go to sleep, how how we consume media, um what we do during the day, our exercise routines. 
you know, our, we have evolved. Of course we've evolved. We've been together 16 years. We've evolved as people. And so our relationship is different because we are different. I guess the analogy I think of is your body has a metabolism that processes foods differently at 25 than it does at 50. Yes. Right? You can have Taco Bell four times a week at oh, 25. Those were the days. And we did. And, uh, and <laughs> We really couldn't. Like, we, we were not thin no. having Taco Bell four no. times a week. And we were very unhealthy, but we ate it anyway. My ability to process foods, though, has definitely <laughs> changed as my body has, uh, you know, just grown older. And so I've had to adapt my diet. I've had to be conscientious of when I eat, how much time, you know, like I'm trying right now. Like, when was my last meal? Okay, don't eat another one until <laughs> this much time has gone by. Dave, you hog. Um, but working out and exercising and just like the maintenance that is required to keep my body running in the same kind of way that it did 20 years ago is fundamentally different yeah. today than it was then. And the same goes for... The kind of maintenance that's required to keep your relationship running well. Yeah. So here's the deal. Change is going to happen regardless whether you want it to or not. It is happening in real time. And I think that you will become the person you want to be and you will have the relationship you want to have if you embrace change instead of fear it. And so here are some of our ideas for how you navigate change how you identify when it's popping up in your life, and how you can see change as an opportunity for growth instead of something that's going to make things worse. Because change is happening no matter what. Whether or not the change is a good thing is entirely up to your perception. Yeah, I mean, this kind of goes back to the is life happening to you or for mm -hmm. you kind of conversation. And um the, the the reality is if you can toe dip just a little bit into some spaces that are different from your traditional routine and can appreciate how making some small modifications to the way you were showing up in your relationship or showing up for your family or even showing up for yourself and start to see what those changes meant for making you feel happier, making you feel more have, like you have more energy, making you feel like you're more in love, want to hang out more often with your partner, make out more, whatever it might be. Um, the more that you're going to train yourself that change can not only not be a bad thing, but can be a great thing. So the first thing that I would say for embracing change, being okay with it, that has made the biggest difference, I think, in our life is absolute certainty that this is going to be good. Oh, yeah. Like, because we had that really hard year, and not only did we live, but we came out the other side stronger. We came out the other side a stronger couple, a stronger family. We were more empathetic. We saw all of the positive things that came out of this really hard season. And also... We saw in all of that loss, in four and a half years of loss through the adoption process, that we got Noah, our daughter, who we love, who completed our family, and we would not have Noah if we hadn't gone through all of that pain. So we were able to see how even the painful times are for us. And so no matter what, man, 
we are going to be absolutely certain. We are going to have total faith. We are going to walk forward in faith that whatever is coming our way is going to be awesome and we're going to handle it. And it's going to make us stronger for having gone through it when it feels like it's a hard day or it's going to teach us a lesson that with now that knowledge in our tool belt is going to let us be better versions of ourselves the next day or stronger as a couple or both. All of it, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I'll be super transparent with you guys because I think that uh, you can handle it. Um, it's a really interesting is the word I'm going to use. It's a, I don't want to use the word hard season right now, but it's, it's, I don't, interesting is the only thing I could say because I don't want it to be a negative thing. Um, and this is not a complaint, but y'all are our friends. I'm just going to tell you truthfully, it's hard to go to the grocery store with my kids and have people walk up and ask for photos. It is. It's hard to get back to our hotel room at midnight the other night and have a group of people waiting in the lobby who are not even staying at our hotel. It's hard. It's hard. And Dave's like smiling at me like, oh, do you want to say this? Because then people are going to say like, oh, you're complaining. I'm not complaining. I am so grateful. I hope if you know me at all, if you followed my my work at all, you know how how grateful I am for this community, how grateful I am that that you show up for our family, that you, that the book resonates with you, that you like the podcast. But if you've never dealt with that before, just imagine for yourself, like if you haven't taken a shower and you smell and your baby's like throwing a fit and your six-year-old screaming about goldfish crackers. And then in the middle of like the chaos of a meltdown at the grocery store, you're just like being a mom. And someone comes up and is like, can I just get a real quick selfie? And like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that my work has meant something to you that you want a picture. But sister, like, and the thing is, I don't know how to say no. I don't, yeah. I don't want to say no. And the times that we have tried to say no, the reaction from people has been so mean. And so we're, we're struggling with trying to figure this out. How do we do this work? How do we maintain who we are? This feels like massive change to us because now it's not just affecting our work. It's affecting like our home life. And we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But this is the change right now in real time that we're trying to learn how to deal with so that we can still feel like a mom and a dad and show up well for our kids. You know, how do we how do you like have this life publicly and then still get some still get to just like be a mom at the grocery store with your kids? That's what we're trying to navigate right now. Yeah. I mean, the the line that I think is your line, I always am stealing your lines, was... I think I stole it from Lewis House. Yeah. Who the, probably stole it from Pinterest. So well, regardless, if it's Lewis's line, Rachel's someone line, said someone this. said <laughs> that the price of your future life is your current one. And yeah. the reality is... If you want a new life, the price is your old one. Yeah. And so like the price, you know, of... Doing this work, which we feel called into, is that we have to figure out how to navigate grocery stores and hotel lobbies. Yeah. It, you know, like it is interesting, and I don't have a good answer for it, but we're together going through it. Whatever and your version, by the way, of you know, you it's a it, it, it's it's Something's a new changed. right, it's a new job, it's you know, a the, new baby, a new baby. There's some roles that have changed, right? Like. You're going to be having to hunker down in a bunker, theoretically, with the person that you're in partnership with, trying to figure out the fact that 
Just two seconds ago, we were a couple without kids. Now we have one. We can't watch TV like we used to or yeah. eat like we used to that's or so sleep right. like we used to. Oh, How- yeah, that's a good one for us. Like, we went from having three boys. When we got Noah, our youngest son was four. Y'all who have kids, you know, four-year-olds, totally self-sufficient. Like, meaning if you needed to take a shower, you could give them an iPad and you would be fine. And then all of a sudden we had a newborn. So that means seasons change. That means weekends are different. That means it doesn't matter how tired you are. There's a 19-month-old who wants to play. So there, there is always going to be something in your life that you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to be okay with the fact that every season's not going to be easy. But there is going to be something good. There's going to be fruit in every single season. That is the thing that I think makes all the difference. Yeah. We're, we're right now transitioning into this uh, window of time where after I, for many years during my Disney time, had a crazy travel schedule, we're now transitioning into a time where Rachel travels much more than I do. Which brings us to our second thing that you can do to embrace change is understand that the roles you have played in your relationship might not always be the roles you play. 100%. Because the roles that existed for years are now changing in real time. And in that, that you can be afraid of it, you can not like it, you can decide that it's not working for you, but to you. But it's happening anyway, so (laughs) you might as well see, like, what good is going to come from it. And there's been great things that are coming, but it's also required for me. I mean, I'm in real time processing this. Rachel is an exceptional accountability partner for me in life. I eat better. I exercise more regularly. I get up earlier. I am just, I'm, I mean, as she is for other humans, she is super motivational for me as her partner. When Rachel is out of town, I have to be crazy about habits when she's not here to hold up a mirror. And so this change for, you know, this little phase of life that we're going into is something that I've had to like really kind of come to grips with and deal with in a way that keeps me reaching for the better version of myself every single day. Mm -hmm. Whatever change is, you know, like a foot that maybe changes the roles that you play inside of your relationship or changes the way that you as parent A have to, you know, pick up the kids more often or be more available for getting dinners ready or whatever it might be. um, You know, there's probably going to be some other stuff you have to do that surrounds you with process and structure to really set you up for success. I, I know I need that right now. Yeah. So that actually, that was going to be my third Dang tip. It. Oh, no, you, it was like you perfectly, you, you, you served it up like an underhand softball serve, which is things are going to change. You have to have some core things that you stick to no matter what that will center you no matter how chaotic it is. So part of, you know, I talk about this in the book and people are like, can you explain that? Because I don't totally understand what you meant about the idea of embracing chaos. Your life likely, especially for those of you in relationship and especially for those of you who are parents or business owners or who are um, have a full-time job and are working on a side hustle, your life is going to involve chaos and craziness and all of these things that you're trying to get to. And I think that if you try 
and control all of that chaos, you are never going to win. It's not possible. But it is possible to be centered in the midst of change. And for me, the way that I am centered is through daily habits that do not change no matter where I am. For me, like guys, I'm traveling once, maybe twice a week right now. And if I do not have like I'm getting crazier and crazier as time goes by and I'm able to talk to all these people who are the highest level like performers. I'm so lucky to be able to talk to these guys and women and all of them tell me the same thing. They're like, oh no, I'm crazy about working out every day. I'm crazy about taking the same vitamins at the same time. I'm crazy about my diet, crazy about water, crazy about prayer, crazy about meditation and when I do my work and how they they keep that structure really tight So that if the rest of it sort of feels out of control, it's okay because you've always got this touchstone. You've always got this morning gratitude practice. You've always got this prayer. You've always got this thing to come back to that reminds you who you are at your core. So no matter what else is changing, you've got that thing. That's good. That's good. That's good. I think too... Uh, is this four? This is four. If you've got four. Well, I've I've got four. And four to me is... Change is going to show up in your relationship differently for each of you, right? So one partner is going to like emotionally. So like I'll I'll give you a for example. I have been the primary earner in our relationship since we got married. And I am now not the primary earner in our relationship as Rachel's career is growing into where it has grown. And so that means that part of my identity in this relationship is shifting and talking about that and what it has meant to me was as important as when Rachel decided that, hey, you know, we should really go after all of what this opportunity looks like. And I want you to come in and help run this company. And she made this crazy selfless choice to yield the CEO title to me so that she could make all of this great content as the chief creative officer. But my yielding being the primary earner and her yielding with all the pride that was wrapped in having been the founder and CEO of this company for such a long period of time, we had to talk through what those things were And my feelings around what it might mean or what people might think and her feelings around what it might mean and what she was feeling as she was processing this thing were totally different. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't have known it if we weren't willing to really be honest on a like every single day kind of basis about what it was that we're feeling. So just biggest bottom line, acknowledge that change will show up differently for each of you in relationship And one of the keys to getting through the change together is making sure that you're having conversation about how you're processing the change so that your partner can appreciate and have some empathy for your perspective. Yeah, I was going to say that would be five, but we can call it four for, you know, like when you go down another level, like for bullet point, for B, for A, or for is just communicate. You have to, I know that's like one of those words that's thrown around and people do not take it seriously enough. You have to be in conversation about what, hey, babe, like, do we feel like we're in a season of transition right now? If so, yes. Um, if we don't feel like we're in a season of transition right now, if we don't feel like we have any change in our lives, should we? 
Like, is that healthy for us to not have any? Okay, so we do think some things should change. What's the first one we're going to focus on? Because y'all know how I am. I If you don't know this yet, I'm going to keep barking about this, but you can only change one thing at a time. If you are actively seeking change, you got to decide on it together in your relationship and go after one thing a season. But have that conversation. What is it going to be? How are we going to approach it? How can we be intentional about it? If you do already feel like change has been foist upon you foisted upon you then you need to be in conversation about you know every week like on the date on your date night how are you feeling about this how did anything new pop up I we are we've been in a conversation about this season that we're in for months and every week you know we we get a few more answers or we sort of chip away at this section or that section and we're going to keep talking about it until it doesn't feel like an issue anymore. I do think to that point though, if you have not had change in your relationship in some length of time, your relationship is not growing. Yeah. You you can gauge the the growth of your relationship and the tie you know how we feel. There's such a tie between growth and fulfillment. fulfillment. Yeah. If you have not had change in your relationship in some time, it is not growing. And if it is not growing, you will not be as fulfilled as you could be were you to introduce some opportunities for your relationship to grow. Yeah. Well. You did it. You yeah, did that it. That was it. That was the end? I think so. I mean, I. We talked I, about five things. We talked about change why it matters, why it's important. I guess I would just say, if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram or your Instagram story so that, and tag us, Miss Rachel Hollis, Mr. Dave Hollis, hashtag Rise Together Podcast, so yeah. that we can see what you thought. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what change you're going through right now in your life and how you're navigating it. And if you don't already, if you would, subscribe oh, to yeah. the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. And review the podcast. I mean, unless you don't like it, in which case... Just keep that to yourself. Keep it to Pam, yourself. You just go ahead and Pam. Keep, that, keep that in. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for hanging out with us this week, you guys. We are so excited because we are headed into our first ever Rise Together conference. It is this weekend. I mean, assuming you're listening to this in real time, it is this weekend, September 21st and 22nd in Austin, Texas. It's been sold out for a long time. Uh, but we are so excited. We know so many of you. We've gotten your emails. We love that you're excited about the next one. We promise you we will keep you posted on when tickets go on sale. But in the meantime, make sure you're following at letsrise.co on Instagram so you can watch all the fun that we're having this weekend. Including the reveal of what we're dressing up oh, as so for the dance party. The dance party. Uh, you guys have an awesome week. We love hanging out with you. We hope that you are loving your partner well. We want to encourage you right this second to do something. Send a text. Give them a call. Write them a sweet note. Do something right now. Be intentional about showing up well for your loved one. We hope you have a great week. Embrace that change. <laughs> Every I, time. I can't ever end you it. You can't just let it go. Why can't I just, just stop, stop talking? talking. Hey guys, if you liked today's episode, I hope that you will subscribe to the Rise Together podcast. You will get a notification every single time we have a new episode comes out, which is every Thursday. And take a picture, a screenshot, put it up on Instagram, tag Rise Together podcast, put it out to all of tag the humans that you know. Tag us so we can you know. see and we yeah. can say thank you. Man, 
Let everyone know. And if you <laughs> don't like word. it, don't tell don't, anyone. Yeah, just keep that to yourself, sister. Please. <laughs>